Stand by for action. Listening to Mike Tracy on Ferndale Community Radio.
Real Gone Kid, Deacon Blue. Good afternoon. You're listening to Mike Trace here live at Ferndale Community Radio. Welcome to my Pick and Mix on this Saturday. And really, really excited actually because it's Pick and Mix. But halfway through the show, we're going to Drake's Island. We are indeed. Drake's Island Discs will be at 3 o'clock because I'm expecting a very special guest. And I'm pretty excited. I really, really am. I'm buzzing around here. No doubt about it. Sun is shining, the sky is blue, and there's an awful lot we have got to do. And let's do this with Michael Jackson. Let's get on the dance floor.
Yeah, that was a legend that was Michael Jackson, MJ. Did you get on the floor? Were you on the floor dancing? I bet you were. I know I was, well, sort of, in my chair, bobbing around. So, what is happening on the show today? Well, we're going to visit our giant of rock at some point during the show. Uh, we're going back in time this year to 1970. And a new feature that's going to come into the show every Saturday from now on is going to be Bits and Pieces. So, if you can grab it a paper, uh, grab yourself a pen, and get ready, because I'll play it shortly. Uh, there'll be sort of uh, ten different uh, cuts from tracks. Uh, name the artist and name the track, and see how many you can get. It's just for a bit of fun. Good afternoon to Chaplins at noon at Plymouth there, and of course Chaplins up there at Taunton in Ciderland. And good afternoon to Screwfix at Plymouth and at Salt Ash. And of course welcome to all staff and listeners as well, and shoppers at the Pannier Market, where our very own Donna Reed is with a vinyl record shop. Oh yes, if you like vinyl, there's a place to go.
Madness. Yes, that was Forever Young. And that was from one of their uh, later albums, The Liberty of Norton Folgate. Okay. Oh, hold on a second. James, not yet, not yet. Okay, that's right. I don't know what James Brown was doing in the studio, but he's just gone now. Right, okay. So, bits and pieces. This is a new thing I'm bringing into the uh, show now. So, basically, if you've got a pen and paper ready, uh, I'm going to play it now. Uh, ten odd little tracks, cuts from tracks. Guess the artist and the song. Uh, if you write it down, see how many you can get. Then I'm going to play it again about an hour's time, so you can get another go at it. And then towards the end of the show, and after that, I'll play it for the final time. And then give give your actual uh, answers to the yes madonna yes they're all madonna yeah yeah i, I was going to mention that just easy just easy yeah to me. it is yeah You're reason to me yeah that's steve 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 bell isn't you with me here our, our resident captain bogart and uh yeah he's just uh, saying that basically it's to ease you into the show so these will be just madonna to begin with so have a listen get your pen and paper ready and Oh, Steve's got his ready. Okay. And I've got... I know the answers. Anyway, here we go. Yeah, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And it's mine. (laughs) Right. Here we go. Master Mix Bits and Pieces.
Things, bits and pieces. There they go. So, did you guess them? Nope. Nope, nope. Steve was struggling, and I must admit, I'm not looking at the answers, and I was struggling. I think I got two. I think Steve got three, maybe. But um, how many have you got so far? Well, don't worry. I uh, got five, but I don't know where, where I was. Ah, uh, right. Numbers they were. Uh, okay, he got five, so that's five three. And I'm not looking at the answers. I'm playing this as well. Um, I will play this again in about an hour's time, and so it'll give you a chance then to uh, to to get more answers. Uh, I'm taking requests, by the way. Um, I know Drake signing disc starts at three o'clock, but between now and three, I'm taking uh, requests on the on our telephone number, the free text number zero seven four five one two two. 3412 or on the uh, website www.ferndale-plymouth.org In fact, I have got a request in. A good afternoon to Chris Camilla White, our resident chef. As you may be aware, he has been in hospital, in, in hospital, sorry, up at uh, Costa del Derriford. And um, he's still in there as far as I'm aware, but I think... He's all going to come on today. Yeah, he's got his release. So he's going to be out on parole today from Derriford. Uh, hopefully, Chris, you're feeling a bit better, mate. I know he's been in a lot of pain. He's had a, a, quite an operation up there. So, uh, Chris, this, is, this track is what you requested. And any other presenters out there? Good afternoon to you two guys. Uh, it's Paul Craig Soban Suleiman. What a show. I enjoyed that this morning. I was having a good listening. You play some banging tracks here uh, for uh, Craig. Well done, Craig. Nice one. Right, here we go then, Chris. This one's for you. Ella Hannison. Let's go home together. I never have given you a second look. But I like the way you don't give a damn. You seem like someone I could pick a fight with and dance all night with. Maybe you like me the way I am. And even though you got bad tattoos and smell like booze, I'm into you. And even though you got an attitude, baby, I'm in love. I'll say a little too much, I'm a little bit drunk. Feels like I know you so well. You could be everything that I've been missing. I'm coming out of my shell. I'm never that good in a crowded room mm-hmm. But everything stopped when I just saw you You seem like someone I could be myself with No defenses Maybe you like me the way I mm-hmm. Even though you talk way too fast I can't stop looking at your Every time you love, baby, I'm in love I'll say a little too much, I'm a little bit drunk Feels like I know you so well You could be everything that I've been missing I'm coming out of my shell I never do that, how did you do that? It's like I've known you my whole life So what, we're a little drunk Let's go Go home together. I'm 
Need a little love ah, Could be everything that I've been missing You could be everything to me I'm a little drunk Need a little love Could be everything that I've been missing Yeah, that was uh, Ella Anderson. Let's go home together. And that was for a resident chef, uh, Steve, uh, Chris Camilla White. And uh, I've had news in, actually, special news that he has been released. Yes, yes, Chris is now tasting freedom from Derford Hospital. Um, his dear dear partner, uh, Sarah, has come to pick him up. And um, the advice really is to really, yeah... Uh, I'm getting some, yeah, pick him up as in, no, not a fireman's lift, Steve, not a fireman's lift. I don't think Sarah will appreciate that, but apparently, Sarah, uh, Chris needs a bed bath. You're listening to Ferndale Community Radio on the World Wide Web from Plymouth in the UK. On the air with great shows, presenters and music 24-7. Watch me! I got it! Hey! Something that makes me want to shout I got something that tells me what it's all about <laughs> I got soul and I'm super bad I got soul <laughs> and I'm super bad <laughs> Now I got a move that tells me what to do Sometimes I tell I want to try myself a few I got soul And I'm super bad I'm love I love to do my thing And And I don't need No one else Sometimes I feel so nice Good God I jump back I want to kiss myself
was a great James Brown and call me super bad. Okay, so um, I've had a request in from the studio, um, literally from the studio. Yeah, this is for our very own uh, Steve Medlin, uh, Captain Poldark, or we're going to call him the Cornish man. But here he is, and this is his request. In fact, it's um, a recommended song to me. It's uh, a brand new piece of music, and it's by it's, uh, Wild World, and it's uh, the Nine Beats Collective. Uh, let's have a listen and see what you think of it. Uh, it's the first time I've heard it, but uh, yep, this is for Steve. Recommendation. A recommendation from Steve.
Okay, there you go. That's uh, the Night Beats Collective and Wild World. So what did you make of that? Uh, I must admit, I liked it myself. Uh, it sort of reminded me, uh, crossing sort of like uh, Fine Young Cannibals and uh, Lighthouse Family is a very smooth, mellow sound. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was a good selection there by Steve. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. You're right. So this next song I'm going to play now is, is because I like it. And, um, and I think, hopefully, throughout the UK, other people do like it. So, yeah, this is, this is uh, James Newman, Embers. And so I'm going to play this because I'm not going to go harping on about it too much. It's but, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't think, personally, any artist deserves to get Neil Point. Yeah. I don't care who they are. But, um, they, they put in an effort to go out there. They put in a lot of effort in uh, rehearsing. Okay, so when he was doing the show, the showmanship wasn't great, but then again, that was a choreographer's. But his singing in the song, I thought was okay. It was quite good. It's quite catchy tune for the summer. And, yeah, uh, I don't know what else the Eurovision judges were hearing, but they definitely weren't hearing what I'm hearing. So I must have too much wax in my ears, but... Uh, I don't understand what made number one and who won it. I do not get that personally myself. No, it's not my taste. So anyway, so here, James Newman, I think you did us proud. You stood up to the plate. You were thrown to the lions a bit, but we're going to play your song, Embers. Sometimes I know my fire burns low, but as long as you're with me, I'll never get cold. Day and night, through darkness and light, Stop us now Out of the embers You and I are gonna light up the room Out of the embers There's a fire burning for you yeah. 
there you go, that's Embers, and that was James Newman. Of course, we know he didn't win, he got nil point, but um, yeah, but at least he he done it, you know, you hats off the guy for trying, and uh, yep, less said about the Yuri Song Contest, the better, I think. Okay, so, right, moving on now. You didn't hear that, did you? Okie dokie, okay, yes, well, yes, well, not, not that very good. Right, this was, uh, that wasn't me who said that, by the way. It wasn't me. This is Shaggy. Wasn't me. 
There you go, that was Shaggy, it wasn't me. Yeah, he was never going to get away with it, was he? Let's face it. He could say it wasn't me all until he turned blue in the face. Right, okay, so we're going to look now at um, a snapshot, uh, going back in time to our time tunnel. We're going back to 1970. So let's have a look and see uh, what was going on in the charts at the time then. So back in 1970, we had the Dave Clark Five there with good old rock and roll, Reflections of My Life, Marmalade, Come and Get It, Bad Finger. Love Grows, Where My Rosemary Goes. That's Edison Lighthouse. Friends, uh, Arrival. All right, okay. Oh, Peter, Paul and Mary leaving on the jet plane. Uh, We had Jethro Tull with The Witch's Promise Teacher. I'm a Man, Chicago. Uh, Tema Harbour, Mary Hopkin. And we had Let's Work Together, Canned Heat, Venue Shocking Blue. And, of course, the Jackson 5, I Want You Back. Just some of the things that were going on in the 1970s. And if you look at the, uh, the fashion back there in 1970, let's have a look. All right. So, fashion for women included tie-dye shirts, Mexican peasant blouses, mm-hmm, folk-embroidered Hungarian blouses, okie dokie, a lot of blouses, ponchos, yeah, that reminds you of um, Clint Eastwood, capes, and military surplus clothing. Bottom attire for women during the time include bell bottoms, gauchos, frayed jeans, midi skirts, and ankle-length maxi dresses. And Steve just mentioned something there. Uh, hold on a second. Here we go. Don't Steve? Forget, we were around the flower power time as well then. Yeah. It was, it was when I joined the uh, Right. Uh, 15, 1970. Yeah. Um, but the thing was... The fashion was all over the place, to be honest. Right. Because you had skinheads, you had rockers, you had things mm. like that. So people were in crombies and, and leather jackets, whichever one, jeans, for leather jackets for the bikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mods had the Parkers and and uh, Ben Sherman shirts, oh. state press trousers. But you also had the other side, which was the, the more um, hippie-ish side, because I think the... Wasn't the Vietnam War was on then, I think. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah and there was a big outrage, and there was to give peace a chance, so, mm-hmm. you know, that people were in the wacky-wacky, <laughs> Woodstock and things like yeah, that. Yeah, man. I, been, mm-hmm. been around around that time. So it was one of those times when there was an awful lot of change. Yeah. Uh, and change of style and change, because you moved from the 60s, mm. which was the swinging 60s, you now moved into the... Give peace a chance, man. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and C and D and all this type of things. So you were a model, weren't you? You said you were a bit of a model. I, well, I, 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 I did. You had a scooter. I did, but that was um, yeah after I came at the Royal Marines. Yeah. So it was one of those things that I I grew my hair long in rebe- rebellion, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was. So that was around. 74, 75. Yeah, yeah. You agree, hair long hair. I remember the days of hair. Shoulder length. <laughs> yeah, blink. <laughs> it's gone now, though. Yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, not everybody's the same. We all got different distinctions, haven't we? But it's, um, it was just one of those... We had, Of course, we had the Mexico World Cup. England had won the World Cup in 1966. Oh, right. We then went across to Mexico. Our right. captain, Bobby Moore, was arrested by the Mexican police. Really? Uh, yeah, he was... They said that he nicked a silver bracelet or a bracelet from a Jew. No. Yeah. 
just to um, because we were one of the favourites to go in. Yeah. It was the year that um, that World Cup was where um, Gordon Banks made that brilliant save from Pele, where wow. Pele came through, headed it down, and Banks got down somehow and from the floor. Yeah, dive into the right. Yeah, flicked it up, and it went up over the crossbar. It's one of the best goalkeeper saves ever seen wow and that was from the mexico world cup in 1970 so a lot went on in it did he was a heck of a goalkeeper gordon banks and i was there i wow. wasn't that there i was i was around in nine i was gonna say you were there in the goal <laughs> i was 15 17 <laughs> i was about i was eight mm. well i do remember having those chewing gum cards used to get and you just get the football cards with all the football yeah. teams and the slice of chewing gum. And one of them had Gordon Banks in it. I remember it with his green Banks shirt and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And the goalkeeper's gloves then were green cloth ones. Oh, right. In fact, Banksy didn't wear gloves. Didn't he? I never used to when I was when I first released. So I played for the played for the Navy, you know. What? The Royal Navy? Yes, Navy Youth. Wow, go As on. A goalkeeper. Oh. Yes. Oh. And I was I was playing for the Royal Marines. Did you let many in? No. Yeah. We played against the Army. Wow. And the RAF. Oh, that's a secret talent you got there, Steve. Oh, I used to... <laughs> <laughs> You're in goal. <laughs> I had a funny thing was, uh, goalkeeper, yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't have a chance to volunteer. <laughs> have you ever played hockey? Um, I've played deck hockey, where you get a bit of like black masking tape before the for ball and start whacking it around a flight deck on a frigate. No, real hockey. They kept it away from me. It was just a case of, you're a goalkeeper... We need a goalkeeper. I didn't even know what hockey was. I mean, you're talking about a boy who went to secondary school. We played football in the winter, cross country in the air. So yep. that was it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they kept everything away from me until we got, we got actually there. <laughs> and then they gave me these pads, gloves and a stick. Ah. I went, what do I want this for? No, no, no. That's, that's what you got to wear. Well, what? Target practice. Yeah. In football, you just, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> This flipping lump of wood came at me doing about 90 mile an hour. Oh. I, I literally jumped out the way and I walked off. I said, do you know what you can do with that? I'm not playing. That's flipping nuts. <laughs> do you think it's a reason they put you in goal then? Do they, well, yeah, they, they like you? Yeah, because I was a goalkeeper. Yeah. It was the case of my play, playing in goal for the football team. Right. Oh, you're a goalkeeper. We're short of a goalkeeper for the hockey. They weren't used to as target practice then? No, well, we were playing the Borstal. We were a team from a Borstal. Uh, it gets better. <laughs> they were whacking each other with sticks. I mean, it was thuggery. Oh, my word. We Hockey. Won. And we thought that was a but girls' game. I go. You weren't. No. I was watching from the sideline. There's no way you're going to get me in there. Oh, wow. You have a visitor. I have. We have given a visitor as a very special guest coming to the studio as we are speaking. So I'm going to play this song from 1970. And I'm going to do my boss bit. And uh, our Steve Bellin is going to actually settle in our very, very special guest who I'll introduce you uh, to very short, about three, about uh, eight minutes time, about three o'clock, when we could do Desert Island, Drake's Island. Ah, you nearly got it wrong. Yeah, I know I got it wrong. Okay, Band of Gold, Frida Payne, 1970.
You're listening to The Afternoon Show on Ferndale Community Radio. It's on the World Wide Web, you know. Girls, Girls, Girls by Sailor. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite an old tune, actually. Uh, just checking my files here. Girls, 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 1975. And yet it's still relevant. We're still playing it. And yes, I was a sailor. <laughs> girls, Girls, Girls. Yeah, I could dream of them. I could never really trap them. As we say in back in the day in the Royal Navy. Can I say that? Yeah. Well, we mean seaweed. Oi. Anyway, uh, coming up after Golden Years, we're going to be doing... Desert, oh, I nearly said it again, I tell you, I can't get Desert Island Disc, no, because we're down here in Plymouth, we ain't got a desert, but we got a Drake's Island, so we're going to do Drake's Island Discs, I'm going to whisk away my special guest to Drake's Island, and she's going to play some of her favourite records, and after this, we will introduce you to our special guest, so let's have some Golden Years by the great David Bowie. 
See, there you go. Now that there's live radio for you. So that was for in a minute. I'm going to play that again. That's to give you a little tip what's coming up, okay? So before that, let's do this. <laughs> now, we're going to start a brand new show now for an hour. This is Ferndale's Drake Island Discs. This is Ferndale Community Radio's Drake's Island Discs Show. Yeah, it is, and it's uh, myself here, Mike Tracy, live in the studio, and I've got my very special guest who I'll introduce you to. Uh, welcome to Lavinia Dowling. I'm pleased that she's joined us here today on uh, FCR's Drake Island Discus Show. So it's uh, a welcome to you, Lavinia. 
Thank you very much, Mike. I'm really, really pleased to be here and certainly to help launch your first one. Yes, I know. <laughs> How about that then? See, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like an interview virgin here. And Lavinia's, uh, yes, there you go. So um, we met actually a few years ago, didn't we, Lavinia, through the British Legion because uh, Lavinia's a qualified uh, mental health clinician. And uh, yeah, Lavinia helped me with my, my demons at the time, didn't you, so to speak? I did, I did, and I'm going to completely remain confidential with that because, of course, it's entirely your prerogative, but one of the things that came out towards the end was your aspirations to be on the radio doing exactly this, and so it was my absolute pleasure when Steve asked me, do you happen to know any veterans who'd be interested in being presenters from the ex-military? Who could I think of but you? I'll tell you what, I'm really, really pleased that happened. Uh, yeah. I can I can remember the conversation and I'm um, sat there aspiring to this. And, and I mean, this is over a year ago, I'm sure it is. It's got to be at least a year and a half ago. And um, I didn't think you'd ever remember that. And I didn't remember it until you phoned me, I must admit. And uh, I'm really pleased you did. Uh, I think I had the phone call with half an hour I was phoning our station manager, Steve, Steve Medlin. And you're looking for volunteers? And uh, he said, yes. And I came in and chatted. And well, here we are today on the show. And now, guess who's asking the questions now? Yes. <laughs> but uh, I'll make it as, as, as gentle as possible for you. Uh -huh. So I noticed that you've chosen some music to play. Um, so we're going to be playing some of your songs yes. uh, during the show. And you've also given us a reason why you played the songs as well. So we'll yes. do that in a second. Um, I'm just curious, actually. Uh, obviously, during a client um, relationship, I never ask those questions this. But um, just for instance, Lavinia, where, where, where are you born? Where do you hail from? Where do I hail from? Oh, this could be a dodgy question. <laughs> this sounds interesting. <laughs> so I was actually born in Hull, or Ull, in Yorkshire. Wow, in Ull, yes. up there in Tutland. That's right. Ah, wow, a whole girl. Wow, well, I didn't know that. Ah, well, nice. Yeah. So... You hail from there, and I'm reading through your um, your bio. I see that you're a bit of a petrol head, that you have a passion for cars. Um, maybe. <laughs> I see. Are you one of these on the uh, M4? There she goes. Hmm. Um, I do like a bit of that, but I also like listening to the tone of Ooh. the engines. Wow. Yes. So that's, that's probably, you know... I, I just a love affair that's sort of developed over the years and particularly more so when i was able to um start driving cars wow quite young 17 17 yeah did you pass your test first time i didn't i sat my test when i was 16 on the isle of man you can you can learn to drive from 16 on the island and <laughs> uh, i failed and then i was made well you better get on with it and s sat it six months later in kakodi of all places Where's Kakodi? Kakodi is north of Edinburgh, um, a quite a small town in comparison, but right on the coast. And um, and I sat my test there. Also, oh, Kakodi, ah, up there. Ah, oh, wow! And you pass second time. Mind you, they say that the best drivers always pass second time. And what's that car you got to drive? A DB. The kind of car I'd love to drive. Really, really, really love to drive. Mm. That'd be a DB7. That's the James Bond car, isn't it? Yeah, to some phrase. Yeah. Do you fancy yourself as a bit of a money penny? Money penny? Um, well, yeah, and the rest. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, what are you driving now? 
<clears throat> well, as you know, I drive up and down to Anglesey mm-hmm. from Cornwall, and um, it's a long journey, and I was doing it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am currently driving a Jaguar Estate. Oh, very nice too. An old one, not a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer ones have too many gadgets for me, for my oh. liking. And again, mm. I like listening to the tone, and I think the more modern they get, the tone seems to be less. Yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from there. You can't beat the nice roar of a, a throaty engine under you. You get the feeling you've got the power, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, today, um, my car's still up in Anglesey, so today I borrowed um, my husband's <coughs> very special car. Okay. <coughs> Another Audi. Right. An Audi A5, but um, shall we say it's fast? Ah, here comes the truth now then. So you put your pedal to the metal. Yes. And you roar down here. I did. I bet you left Gunners Lake about, it's all like, yeah, about five minutes ago. Do you reckon, Steve? Yeah. And you came tearing through your own Tavistock. Tavistock's just a blur. Plymouth's a blur. And you're here. So I think in line with that, we're going to play your first record. Um, this one means a bit to you, isn't it? I was reading through. It's by Race Yellow. Yes. Yeah? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One of the very, very first um, European bands that I heard, and I heard this song and was just in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you just have to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dramatic entrance to the, to the, to the piece of music. Yeah. Um, and, of course, if you're driving it, it's... Um, it's a good feel-good one. And it makes you go faster as you're listening to this tune. <laughs> so we'll play this one. This is Lavinia's first choice for her first record. This is Yellow by... This is The Race by Yellow. Somewhere. 
Billy McCluskey from Palm Springs reporting for Embassy Sports of America. 20 seconds to the start of the 31st Formula Race on Uh, there you go and that was uh, the race yellow and uh, that was uh, my special guest uh, Livinia Dowling's first choice of a song and uh, yeah she was certainly tapping her feet to that one and I was trying to hold her back from getting back in the car it's like no you cannot get back in the car because that that record's playing no 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 (laughs) so (laughs) I'm just reading through I mean you are a very busy lady Livinia Uh, I see you're dividing your time with your your husband Johnny Uh, you have four children you have four grandchildren with another two on the way, two dogs, two cats, and it's getting like Noah's Ark. And part of your schedule, you live with your youngest daughter in Anglesey. I mean, how do you manage the, the time? I mean, time must surely just fly for you. It does. And you kind of get up in the morning very early and think, right, I hope I manage to get everything in that's supposed to be accommodated in my diary. And mm. it, it's quite challenging. Yeah. But then I think my children certainly have learned that the only person he knows is mum <laughs> i think I'll, it all sorted i would totally agree with there mum knows best yeah. yeah 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 and it's a juggling act but obviously we do <laughs> we do it so so how old are your children lavinia so we've got uh, Charlotte, who's the eldest, at 29, mm-hmm. to be 30, but she's denying all evidence of that. Um, and Takes we've got you. youngest. <laughs> we've got Yasmin being the youngest, uh, who's 19, but she'll be 20 in August. All right. And are they listening in? Do you want to say hello to them? Or? Um, Yasmin might well be. Mm-hmm. Um, the others will be if they um, remember to kind of tune in. <laughs> Invariably... It's a case of Yasmin will probably be recording it for everybody else, so she'll be kind of going, yeah. We, 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 we. <laughs> and somebody, somebody vetted you, didn't they, before you uh, came on the show? Uh, somebody did, yes, with my music list, my uh-huh. music choice, mm-hmm. and um, we had to argue a bit over the last one. Ooh. It proved very challenging. Well, domestic. <laughs> domestic. It was a case of, well, I think it would suit this better, you know. And I was like, well, okay, but I really like that one. <laughs> Do I mention his name? You can mention his Is that you, Johnny? <laughs> yes. That's you, Johnny. I've heard all about this, this vetting. Yes, but it's a good choice of music. I'm going with that. We're enjoying the music here. <laughs> so, um, getting down to sort of like your profession. Yeah. Um, mental health. Um, it's a very special occupation. Um, so, I mean, what sort of drew you to this type of career, Lavinia? I mean, where did it all start? Uh, how did you sort of get into this sort of profession? So, um, I didn't have very big aspirations because I wasn't very bright at school mm-hmm. and my mum had kept saying that my two younger sisters I was very good at looking after them yeah and her aspirations for me was going trainers to be a nanny and so I did all of that and then thought this is really not doing much for my career I can't see me doing this for the rest of my life right and I then decided to work with um, learning disabilities which was all going swimmingly well. I then decided to go for a job in Wolverhampton and got the job. And then I arrived to start my job and was told that my job no longer existed because it had been given away. Mm. And I had packed my bags literally to move all the way up from Cornwall up to Wolverhampton. And they said, and the reason why is because we feel you would be better off being promoted. So in the space of 10 minutes, being told I hadn't got a job, to them being told I had got a job but it was promotion 
And it meant wow. that I was a team leader of a children's home. And within a few weeks, I had a massive falling out with a social worker who hadn't seen uh, one of our clients for about uh, eight months yeah. and was making a very big life-changing decision for mm-hmm. our young person. And he just made it very clear, unless I was qualified, he wasn't going to entertain anything I had to say. And I was so angry that afterwards I spoke with one of my team who was going off to do her um, general nursing. And she said, you'd make a fabulous psychiatric nurse. Why don't you think about going into psychiatric nursing? Wow. And I said, does it involve blood and guts? How naive was I? Does it involve blood and guts? (laughs) No, no. it doesn't. Um, And so I applied at the time to... Um, Plymouth, Portsmouth, um, and Chichester. All right. And I got offered all three, but at the time, Portsmouth was the leading lights. So I started my training, but then got very homesick and came back to Plymouth halfway through my training to complete my training. All right. Wow. You've been through quite a journey there to, to get where you are now, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I suppose it kind of was indicative at that point that my life was never going to be straightforward lots of um people train in mental health nursing but they tend to stay in the same career field right so it could be adults it could be older adults or it could be children or even specialists within those sort of age sectors yeah but i realized quite early on that what i wanted to do was working with anybody who came through the door saying they needed help Mm mm-hmm and so in order to do that, you kind of have to go through different styles of caring, really, to kind yeah. of get your head around the fact, well, okay, a mum might come in, but with a child. Right. And they might have a grandparent with them. Right. And I'd like to know about how to be able to support every single one of them with their mental health. Yeah, I think that's a uh, so thing that I picked up on uh, when I was uh, sort of a client as such, and I came to see you. Uh, I think one of the things I was really impressed with, and I mean this, was the fact that uh, I went there to see you, and then you're saying, well, how about you bring your wife next time? And I was a bit like, well, really? <laughs> and I was thinking, really? And I said, okay. So, because you're concerned, obviously, for my wife's mental health as well, because of my conditions and sort of thing. And so I bought my wife, and... Uh, to be honest with you, it was, it was a revelation, really, because it really, really helped. Uh, because my wife was there to obviously listen to what you had to say to me. And um, she could remind me then about certain things perhaps I had to do for homework and brush up on and try and help me. Yeah. So I was getting the, the counselling from yourself there. At the same time, I was also getting my wife then with the information to help me as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a really good thing to actually get the family involved yeah. in those mental health issues. It's something to talk about that the whole family should be able to talk about freely yeah. without anybody feeling sort of embarrassed or, or, or shunned or, or awkward yeah. so I think that's a, a very admirable thing that you do there yeah. uh, you're, you're a sort of a, a, a very sort of um, a sort of genuine gentle sort of person your personality and um, I noticed that you've got a, a song here because um, you said in your bio there's a piece of music that you really like yeah. which sort of sums you up yeah um, and perhaps i've got that piece of music lined up here for you now perhaps you'd like to to introduce it and we'll play it for our listeners so it's not the usual i suspect for some people but <coughs> it's adagio g-strings by barber and um, it's an incredibly moving piece of music it can really touch you on many many levels it's very soft, it's very gentle, but you never get that feeling that it's wishy-washy. It's very firm, and it's just so explorative on on so many levels. And 
it's a very easy piece to listen to but if you want to listen to all the different sort of like tones within it and the different sounds within it you can you can pick them all out and then you realize it's actually a very complex piece of music um and i just i've loved it so long so long um and it's just always been a very very fan favorite and although when i was a child i wasn't allowed to listen to any pop music all had to be classical or um religious songs so when i started leaving all of that behind this was such a firm favorite stayed with me despite me pretty much dropping every other classical piece of music behind um because there's just so much music out there you can't just stick with one group no no i think that was a lovely description and um so what are you doing over there you should be sat here i mean you know you've got so yeah you should be doing it actually you've got your knowledge music it's lovely i love it that's really really lovely so without further ado we'll play this lovely track that Lavinia's chosen which basically sums her up so have a listen so it's a lovely track here we go
how about that? What a lovely, chilling track there from uh, Samuel Barber, A Daigle for Strings. Yeah, good choice, that, Lavinia, I must admit. Uh, it's lovely to play a bit of um, classical music, actually, sometimes. Uh, it never goes out of fashion, does it? Not so, that one, anyway. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? It never goes out of fashion. Um, reading again um, through your bio, and uh, you've achieved uh, a lot of impressive qualifications, and you've worked in many disciplines in mental health and with several organizations and last year you set up i seem to want to call it your baby really you set up what they call um, the m word emotional problem solving uh, which specializes in autism and military trauma so i mean how did that come about and how is the m word project going today oh wow well okay so um john got made redundant having worked for um a rather large building firm shall we say mm-hmm. um, he'd been a manager for something like 30 years working in different branches and got made redundant in the pandemic first lockdown mm-hmm. and we talked and talked what are you going to do with all these qualifications what you know how are you going to put them to good use yeah and i said i really want to relaunch um emotional problem solving but i want a not-for-profit one right so we kind of did it back to front, really. We came up with the idea of the M word because nobody really wants to talk about mental health, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so then I suggested to him, well, if you really want to break from the building area, arena, as it were, why don't you think about taking over as business manager? So he used part of his redundancy to be paid for the first three months, and I spent nine months not earning any money from them just every penny was put into the business but we have been amazingly busy we have just continued to be so successful and my last locum shift working with um the nhs was last week wow and i'm now full-time wow so it's going really really well to the point we are now able to relaunch the original emotional problem solving that I initially set up in 2006. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we feel very passionately about autism and military trauma. We know there are not enough resources. Mm. Um, and particularly as you and I both know through our meeting, yeah. the expectation of the NHS is to very much signpost, not treat. They will try and treat if it's extreme. Yeah. But other than that, they're just signposting to charities. And that means that with the best will in the world, if you're lucky, if you're one of the lucky ones and get that support, then you will. But it won't be long term. Yeah. Um, and certainly with the NHS, they are very quick to try and take you on, find out what's going on for you and then signpost you on and discharge you. And yeah. That's standard across any service, it seems like. So we knew that there was a, a, an opportunity there, but also with the autism, we didn't really appreciate how bad it was until we launched the M-Word last year. And what we found is I'm the only independent psychiatric nurse in the country offering support around mental health and autism, which mm. is mind-blowing. That certainly is mind-blowing, Lavinia. Um, I mean, I... I was thinking about it when I was reading through your bio there, and uh, I suppose it's difficult to explain as well because um, if someone's got autism, then they're just as far as people are, that's what they are. Yeah. But I, I didn't really myself consider the fact that people with autism also would have mental health issues on top of 
being autism. Yeah. So for you to spot that and to spot that niche, yeah. I think that's you know that's an excellent sort of thing for you to do yeah. uh, to help people in that situation. Yeah. So it's a good job that you came up with this. Yeah. So obviously all your qualifications have come in certainly useful to be able to spot something like that. And yeah. Well, I suppose the irony is I didn't appreciate that I was autistic oh, right. until <laughs> you have four children. <laughs> They're a bit quirky, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're a bit quirky. They're not coping very well at school, but who cares? You know, as long as they're happy, that's what matters. You get to the youngest one and they start having very, very difficult mental health issues and go, oh, I'm going to have to go investigate this, aren't I? And then you try the, the dyslexia. Yes, they've got dyslexia, but there's obviously something else. And then you realise autism. Oh, and then you go through all the screening. You go, hmm that's me oh that's me as well <laughs> right so then when you realize how easy it is to understand it because you yourself were autistic okay i then started looking around at the locum jobs i was doing across the southwest um in cams and realized that nobody really got it even those professionals who claimed they could you know work with it every day unless you're autistic you don't really get how difficult it is with mental health and because the educational system is so pedantic that you are taught very much in one way yeah it doesn't suit those who are on the autistic spectrum and so very naturally these young people are very very let down and they are so anxious children are remarkably uh, resilient but when you're every day told you're just simply not getting it therefore you must be stupid and it's not it's the system who's not supporting them yeah you kind of realize how naturally their mental ill health becomes established quite early on right okay Yes. So, uh, I mean, thanks for, for sharing that. Um, I, I wasn't aware, actually, of uh, yeah. being autistic. autistic. And, and um, Although I have been told also that, um, I, don't, I mean, I'm not an expert at all on this, but uh, that most people are on the autistic scale at some points, whether it's very, very low down or very, very high up, yeah. which is something I, I've learned, and uh, well, yeah. I found that very interesting. Well, here's another interesting factor for you, being ex-military. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of people who fit... The military incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Because they're autistic. Well, you know that's very interesting. You know that. Wow. I've, I mean, that is a, is a revelation to me. Uh, <laughs> perhaps some listeners out there as well. Uh, yeah. So, how does that work? I mean, uh, so it's just the way that they they are very happy with routine. Yeah. And of course, the military have to have routine. Yeah. But they're also very good at attention to detail. Okay. And if you get them in the right setup, they are amazing. Right. And that's how the military functions incredibly on their amazing ability to do that. So what we find is that an awful lot of military who are retired, when they're talking about anger issues, yeah. when they're talking about being very irritable with people and quick to fly off the handle yep. although some people might go oh yeah that's ptsd uh, hang on a minute let me let me have a look let me explore their sort of early history and then see if actually you're bubbling onto the autistic spectrum well wow, that's very interesting as yeah. well so when i was working with the nhs i had this amazing um gentleman come and see me um, and at the time, he was very actively suicidal. Right. Um, and he, he said, 
I'm not sure that I trust you, but I'm desperate. Mm-hmm. My wife doesn't want me to die, and she's told me I have to come and see you. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, you've got a gun to your head then. And he said, I saw a counsellor five years ago. They were absolutely rubbish. And I thought, do you know what? I just cannot do this. I'm going to have to find another way of coping. And he was a retired wing commander. And I know he won't mind me talking about this because he's given me carte blanche to acknowledge what he has um, achieved with me. Yeah. Eventually, I persuaded him to let me screen him for autism. Mm -hmm. And guess what we found? Okay. It was just incredible. And he said, no wonder I've been so good at what I did with the Royal Air Force. Really? No wonder. But no wonder how I'm struggling to, to survive in civilian life yeah. afterwards. Um, and it was a real acknowledgement of hard work on his part yeah. with me. Yeah. Just like you did with me, thinking about how do we recover, but also for him, thinking about how do I acknowledge that actually some of my issues were long before the RAF, um, because I was on the autistic spectrum, and nobody picked up a whiff of it, because in those days, they didn't. That's interesting, because I do recall a conversation we had, and uh, you mentioned about like people myself at my age and being under the radar yes. and can be easily missed. Easily. I mean, at the time when I was seeing you, um, I'd been on um, what they call Vendaflexin, which yes. is an antidepressant anxiety tablet. Uh, I didn't realise it was supposed to be in just for like six weeks or six months. I'd been on it for nearly uh, over a year. I never really had no idea whatsoever to come off it. And once I came to you and we got in discussions and you helped me actually to actually get off them, yeah. I managed to drop them and you, you told me a theory, a way of doing it because you yeah. can't just leave those tablets. Yeah. Otherwise, you can go into all sorts of trouble. Yeah. And you helped me come off them. And I, I want to thank you for that because yeah. you got me away from those things because yeah. I was like, you know, I didn't realise I was another planet. Yeah. So, uh, right, well, that's all we do now, and I really appreciate that information. That was very interesting about the autistic. I'm really interested in that. Um, we've got a, a song here now, and this is by Pink Floyd. So um, this one here, you've got a little reason why you're playing this one, haven't you? It's called High Hopes. So is it something to do with your high hopes, or is it? So, yes, well, this is the thing. My husband had to be feed this with me and he said no 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 this is really important this is about you know how much you've achieved and how much you want to achieve so it has to be this one brilliant so and it's good it's great isn't it oh pink floyd can't go wrong with a bit of pink floyd cannot go wrong let's play this before you live in you this is pink floyd and high hopes It's 
small creatures trying to tie us to the ground To a life consumed by slow decay The grass was green and
Yeah, that's a lovely track there by Pink Floyd, and that was High Hopes. And uh, that's another lovely choice there by our special guest, Livinia Dowling, uh, our special uh, qualified mental health clinician. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a question coming, actually, for Livinia, and I've checked with Livinia if it's okay to ask this one. It's from, I don't know who it is. I mean, uh, they haven't left their name. Uh, but um, basically, um, what, what this person's asking, um, I'll just click on it. Um, and I can find it. It says, um, Lavinia, it says, are you glad to be out of the NHS? Uh, and i.e., have you had any upsets with how staff approach patients while working in the NHS? Yes, it's got better over the years, I think. But what we find is that staff generally tend to be less rather than more. I'm not sure if I'm making sense with that, but what I mean is where we used to have the handmaiden sort of idea of a nurse. Oh, Florence Nightingale? Yeah, but nurses don't have as much time as they'd like with clients because they're always so, so busy. There's always something that's got to do, and unfortunately an awful lot of it is about writing up reports. Mm. Um, And it is always very challenging when, when it's not not done in a way that you'd like it to be done right um and in response to leaving the nhs i've left the nhs a few times and then you kind of think i must go back and then you try a different arena and you realize that things have changed yet again and then you think i can only do so much before i burn out and the thing i've noticed is that staff are burning out far far quicker with the nhs to the point that they look gray yeah, yeah. Grey. Yeah, and I expect um, exhausted. And during this, um, of what we've been through this pandemic, yeah. uh, I must admit, um, seeing some of the staff on there and what they were going through, um, well, they deserve a hats off because how do you think? I mean, this COVID approach is going to affect their mental health as nurses and staff, isn't it? I would have thought the doctors yeah. and everything. Yeah, I think there's an awful lot of trauma for those, and they've got to somehow find a way to do that because there isn't enough resources within the NHS to protect those who are facing this daily trauma Um, and it is traumatic it's very traumatic I spent nine months working for the NHS and I realized that I got to that point of nine months burnout where I was being traumatized by not being able to offer resources to my clients yeah that's 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 horrible that's really not pleasant Someone, someone with your your compassion and, and dedication that must have been so so frustrating um yeah i can only imagine what that would be like actually doing yeah yeah no that's tough isn't it i mean i know i remember a, a nurse uh, quote on the tv back in the pandemic saying she shouldn't really having to phone up uh relatives to tell them that their loved ones died and at the same time knowing that in the room next door someone else is just dying yeah. And she had to do that. I mean, how these people are going to cope with this aftermath, yeah. I think, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of issues when we yeah. come out of this pandemic. Yeah. So you're going to be very, very busy by the sounds of things. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, thank you for answering that question. And, uh, and I hope uh-huh. that's uh, answered your question, whoever sent in that question. Can you give us your name? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if you would mind uh, to, <laughs> to give us your name, it would be nice. And uh, yeah, but thank you for sending in the question. Um, that was a good song there. So let's talk about some get downtime, shall we? So in your downtime, you see, I see that you like to go walking. You like walking your dogs. And, and how many dogs have you got again? Was it two? two? <laughs> uh, what, what, what breeds are they? So we've got two rescues. We've got Monty, who's an English setter. And yep. we are just approaching our second summer of having him. Yeah. Um, 
And we also have a German Shepherd. Beautiful dogs. Yes. Um, who came to us as a rescue and they claimed that he was uh, two. And right. amazingly, we found a chip and the vet assured us he's not two. Um, he's older than that. Right. So we then managed to track down the um, the company that organises the chip and they were able to identify his original name and more importantly, his age, and he was six. Oh, right. Beautiful, beautiful dog. Lovely. I used to have a German Shepherd, and um, she would do anything, anything at all. Uh, she would just run and run and run and run and run and run and run. Um, along, along with them, um, you know, walking the dogs, you like to visit uh, National Trust properties, art galleries, and, and this is the part I'm interested in as well. Amateur plays. So, yeah. amateur plays. Are you a lovey? Are you a lovey? Do you do amdram and acting? And if so, what have you acted in? No, so I'm quite the opposite, actually. I'm the one of the fans that will stand and get a ticket to come and see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, my husband doesn't quite share the same excitement. Right. Um, but my youngest daughter adores them as well. So yeah. um, wherever we've lived, we've always tried to find our local our local drama queen uh, drama team as it were when yep. they play yeah and um and we've gone for kind of lots of mixtures but yep. in the main i would say they're more sort of like dramas yeah 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 yeah. great fun and just oh we love them yeah i'm really glad about that because i used to do a little bit of the old am dram back in the day as well um yeah. So, so yeah i thought probably told you about those experiences yeah. as well <laughs> you know all about me and you know where i live but uh, i'm not scared no <laughs> um so we got we got a lovely song coming up you cho- chose now and i love this song uh personally i love this song because this is my wife and my wedding song i couldn't believe you picked this song it's absolutely fantastic so uh you've got a reason for this one as well haven't you I have. So um, when I was, um, I'd just literally been dragged through the head backwards with the Royal Holloway University, who had refused three times my research proposal. Right. And then Bangor University picked up on it and was so excited. And I thought, if you can't talk about mental health, what can you talk about with the same passion? Yeah. Of course, it's love, isn't it? Okay. And I treat my clients very much about the passion, the energy, mm-hmm. because I'm not intimidated or afraid of mental health, whereas lots of people are. Right. So if you can't talk about mental health, let's talk about love. Yeah, and I want to know what love is. This is the song you've chosen. Oh, I love this track. Yeah. This is by Foreigner. Let's play it. Yeah. <laughs>
got nowhere left to hide. It looks like love is fine. That's a great foreigner there. I want to know what love is. And uh, certainly it's a band that um, I've seen twice. And uh, they've played that song. And uh, yeah, absolutely perfect. Lovely, lovely track that, Lavinia. really is a lovely track. So um, you've got another track as well. Um, you've got a couple more tracks here to play, actually, of yours. And uh, it's interesting when I read this one. Stressed Out. And I thought to myself, stressed out? I, I just can't imagine you being stressed out. <laughs> 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 well, you've always come across quite calm to me when I've been to see you. I remember this, this lovely lady, all nice and calm and in control, and sat there basically telling me how it is at some point, which I really appreciate, because I've had counselling in the past, which has been, I'm sorry, but a little bit wishy-washy. But you were there like, and blah, 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 blah. No, Michael. And I'm like, yep. And I'm sat in the region. Yep, absolutely. I am there. You know? That's autism kicking in probably. My amenity training. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. So you, I suppose you, you must do though. It's, we all suffer with stress. I mean, uh, some of it's good stress and we need stress in our lives. So I mean, I mean, and you cope with, with your dogs and things, but do you find yourself getting really to that point? I mean, you must have counselors you need to go to as well, I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, mine's called my husband. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, I don't envy you. But, I mean, you do a great job yeah. because Livinia is really level here. He's very, very good. He can pick up my tone straight away. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can be anywhere in the country and he'll go, mm-hmm. now what's going on? Yeah. Um, but I would say that I am heavily dependent on my dogs yeah. to get me out so that I can just wind down. Yeah. And if I'm not talking to Johnny, <laughs> invariably one or other of my children. Um, but yeah, no, ask any one of them. They'll be the first to tell you, never seen a stressed out. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good that Johnny's such a wonderful support for you. I mean, uh, how long have you guys been together now? Oh, oh a very long time. So you say it with a nice way, a nice tone of voice. Well, <laughs> we've known each other for just over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's All a right. long time, isn't it? Three yeah. decades. But yep. what an adventure. Yeah. You know, it's been <laughs> rollercoaster, insanity. And the one thing that I absolutely adore Johnny about is that he always described me from the get-off that I was a wild child. Right. Always. Wow. And he said, anybody who thinks that they can control you or contain you will, will absolutely not cope. Right. Because you will show them. I don't think so. <laughs> and when I've had my off moments, he always has stepped back and said, okay, fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're a force to be reckoned with then, definitely, by the sounds of things. Yeah, but he, so is he, but he's got the nous to kind of just say, that's absolutely fine, just just do what you need to do. And to be fair to him, there's no way the M-word would have taken off without him. There's no way that I would have been able to go and do further studying and yeah. get all over the country. Yeah. There's no way that I would have been able to take our youngest and go to Anglesey so that I could try and finish my doctorate. Wow. You know, you, you have... A very unique relationship where your children get that you know just because you're female just because you're mum yeah mean that you haven't got aspirations and will go and get them yeah with a supportive husband yeah yeah i think that's wonderful that he's got some good support yeah. for you Can I, yeah is he your mate uh, hang on a second uh, i'll put you on this see hold on so would you say johnny's your best friend he's definitely he's my mate. best friend he's definitely he's, he's the one that and and you, you talk to i mean i know you, you your relationship is like it is husband and wife. Yeah. Um, but do you find that it's closer now as friends as well as that? Has that grown more, do you think, over the years? I always say to my children when they're moaning about him or me, be careful because we are the reflective mirror. Yeah. We are so alike. Um, and he is... It's like we were having a discussion a few months ago and I said, I love you more every day. And he said, I don't. And I said, why is that? And he was saying, because I, I love you so much, there is nothing more to add. It's just that it's there yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, that's very blokish, isn't it? <laughs> um, but well, that was, a, that was a, a Bill Cosby thing. Bill Cosby, yeah. Yeah, he did a, a thing once with his TV wife. Yeah. I love you more today than I did yesterday. Yeah. And it's on a tape. That's what he used to send to me. I love you more today than I did when I first met you. In some people, you do. But the the relationship grows. It grows. And sometimes it grows so that it breaks. Mm. But a lot of times it grows so that it gets, it becomes stronger. Where you become like friends. You're more friends than what you ever were. If you mm. know what I mean, because all right, you you get you fall in love, you know, you get yeah. married, you have children, you have so and so. What's next? Mm. And sometimes the next is 
friendship? I think we've always been incredibly good friends. Um, and we always <clears throat> said very early on that we would love to have a business together, but we just didn't quite know what at that point. Yeah. But the thing I find with Donnie is that he has he continues to surprise me with his willingness to allow me to take the lead right. on so many ideas. Yeah. So he supports you. That's it. It is support, but it's also, you know, he gets that I'm a wild child, but I also get that he's very grounding. Yeah. So when I'm having a tears, I know that I can go and stomp and, you know, stomp my feet, or I can come out with a really wizard idea, Yeah. but he'll ground me again. So when I make that decision, I know I've made a good decision. Yeah. I've had my co-worker literally look after me and he'll do really random things like um, one day I was driving and I'd been working a 12-hour shift and I was still driving up to Anglesey and I needed something to keep me going and he said pull out the bottom drawer under the chair and I did and there was chocolates in there and you think that's pretty impressive given that we've been together for so long yeah Yeah. that's pretty impressive yeah or the fact that you know we can he loves going to the National Trust properties um and the fact that he has such a wide knowledge of music yeah and you trust that judgment yeah so when we were talking about setting up a business together it was so easy to say do you know what out of all the people i could possibly approach there's only one person i would trust yeah and that's it it's friendship trust support yeah it's the big pack it's the whole package then isn't it yeah i think it, it it is but there's a lot of love in there yeah absolutely it also encourages you to be able to think beyond yeah 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 it, uh, you're not worrying old bloody or i'm not going to get support with this and blood no you know that he will be there yeah for you yeah yeah which has allowed you to do what you do yeah but he also spends a lot of time with our clients mm. and he nurtures them in a very different way and that's been really surprising yeah so you always you always find something else that you do. Yeah. If you'd just done a structured pathway of a marriage and a relationship, there's no way you'd uncover these little bits. But when you when you stretch yourself doing something new, yeah. suddenly you're learning new things about you, as are, yeah. as is your partners, and that's just so liberating because you you're expanding together I think, in a new direction. I think what you're saying uh, about the friendship. I mean, I've been asked in the past by um, a few people, and they say, oh, how long have you married? And I say, well, 36 years. And they say, well, 36 years, wow, you know, how does that? I say, well, you know, what's the secret? I said, well, it's not a real secret. I said, but one thing I said, it's friends. Yeah. I said, we are good friends. And friendship in a marriage is a very, very solid basis. Yeah. Uh, and then you add the love on top of that. Yeah. And, and also, I think friendship, um, if you're really, really good friends, that just helps you to put up with each other's foibles because yes. marriage starts off as all lust and whatever else. Yeah. But later on, your foibles start coming out. Yeah. And if you're really good friends, you'll have your little ups and downs, but you'll just get back together again. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, because of the friendship the friendship yeah. you build yeah. precisely oh, well, just a, a little additive actually it's about the question we had earlier um, the question itself was um, from We Are Alien um, who's one of our presenters uh, up there is it in Lancashire good afternoon to you We Are Alien and thank you very much uh, and Steve said he'll uh, be, well, be seeing you next Wednesday because it's uh, your show you do one uh, every Wednesday first Wednesday of every month uh, very talented young lady up there We Are Alien thank you for that question um, so uh, what we'll be doing uh, Lavinia during the show as well we're doing a little thing called Bits and Pieces yeah. so Steve had a go a moment ago oh, and our listeners 
listeners have got, and he admits he's rubbish. <laughs> so basically, it's a pen and paper, and I'm just going to play quickly ten tracks. The uh, listeners have heard the first part, and we'll do it again now. So, and then you've got to guess who the song is from. And they're all Madonna, just to make it nice and easy, and gently breaking people in. So we're going to play this in a moment. Just well, we're going to play it now. So if you've got your pen and paper ready out there, everybody, here's your second chance to guess who are these songs and what are they. Master Mix Bits and Pieces. Things haven't been the same since you came into my life. You found a way to touch my soul, and I'm never, ever, ever gonna let it go.
Yeah, there you go. That's your bits and pieces again. That's your second chance. And I uh, will play it again before the end of this program and then give you the, the answers. So we're going back to uh, Lavinia now and her song. And this one was recommended to her um, by her daughter. What, what, which daughter was this one, Lavinia? So this is my youngest one. Um, and uh, she had been going through a pretty rough time as she was going through um, year eight, year nine, year ten. Um and uh, she came across this band, and initially I absolutely hated her. I was like, oh, t- <laughs> I think you've done that, yeah. Um, and then she said, you should get this, mummy, because if you listen to the words, it would speak volumes. <laughs> so I did, and she was absolutely right. 21 Pilots spend a lot of time um, singing about mental health in a very, just in a, an incredibly clever way. Mm. But their music happens to be very good as well. Well, that, that's just a winning combination. That's absolutely, yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll play this one. Yeah. And, uh, and see what people think. I've never heard it myself yet, so I'm looking forward no. to listening to it. And I'll be listening out and see what it says as well. Okay. So this is 21 Pilots and Stressed Out. <laughs> I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words I wish I found some chords in an order that is new I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang I was told when I get older all my fears would shrink But now I'm insecure and I care what people think My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think My name's Blurry Face and I Back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Will take me back to when I was young How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it I'd probably only sell one Maybe to my brother Cause we have the same nose Same clothes, homegrown A stone's throw from a creek we used to roam But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and treehouse homes We all would take the ladder My, my name's Blurry Face and I care what you think My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When the mama sang us to And then we fly it far away Used to dream of outer space But now they're laughing at the face Saying, wake up, you need to make money Yeah. We used to play pretend Give each other different names We would build a rocket ship And then we fly it far away Used to dream of outer space But now they're laughing at the face Saying, wake up, you need to make money Yeah. Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When the mama sang a 
That's um, Stress Out There by 21 Pilots, a very clever group who managed to incorporate um, singing about mental health in, that, in a very, very positive way. So, yeah, that was a good choice, Livinia. Yeah, that was quite Thank a you. boppy sort of tune, actually. Okay. Yeah, I did. It was a yeah, really, really, really good, really good track. <laughs> so, um, for, oh, I think I think you think you're you're back on again, though, Steve. I'm, uh, the thing is, I've got what is I've, I've got I've got the sunlight coming in on on my my sort of controls here, and so the buttons. And sometimes I can't see the colour button where it's on or off because the sun's shining. I'm like, uh, and I got my shades on on top of that. So, Lavinia, um, talking about your your next song, actually, um, this is a, a lovely song. And uh, this one means a lot to you and Johnny. In fact, I think um, I'm surprised, surmising here that John Legend, um, all of me, yeah. is to do with your your um, very supportive um, partner there, Johnny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do you remember I said to you about the wild child syndrome? Yes. So he's um, the success of our relationship has always been allowing me to go and do the things I've wanted to do. Yeah. Um quite a remarkable man in his own right yeah um but in wild child you're allowed to go and test new boundaries right and from a very early um sort of stage in my career i was always deemed to be a little bit different in my approach to nursing mental health nursing and my perspectives were always seen as a bit different. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't conforming like everybody else. Um, so they always thought I was either a bit barn pot syndrome or a bit quirky. Take your pick. Right. Um, but Johnny kind of really got the fact that I was a wild child. And if you give me enough room to manoeuvre and, and try things, I yeah. would always come home, but loaded with understanding and knowledge. But one of the things that is really quite interesting is the fact that he found this song and he said, this is really us. Oh, right. And I said, what do you mean it's really us? Oh. He said, you know, you're crazy. I said, thank you very much. <laughs> um, he said, well, I'm crazy as well. Um, but it was just a lovely song that kind of describes, I suppose, in, in a typical relationship when you've been together for a long time and you're allowing each other to be able to go and be you. Yeah to do things that you'd like to do or try and yep. still come back together about the fact that actually you get me, I, I, I get you, and, and it, other people don't really get that. Yeah. Um, it's a very powerful sort of song, but also yeah. a very powerful understanding about the, the dynamics of our relationship. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I nearly brought in a photograph that he'd put together, and it just has a big love heart of a tree. Yeah. With the words, you're, you're my crazy. Oh, no, lovely. That yeah. is really, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, how many people are married to mental health nurses? 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like to hazard a guess, <laughs> really. No, I wouldn't know. But yeah, um, when you when you introduce yourself to people, the first question we always tend to ask, kind of work out what people are like, is what do you do for a job? Sure. The amount of times I've said I'm a mental health nurse, and they go, "Oh, so you're going to psychoanalyze me?" And it's like, no, because then I'd be a psychoanalyst. <laughs> <laughs> that shows about our understanding, doesn't it? Really. <laughs> I'm here to support you with your mental health and well-being. And of course, when we talk about mental health, not many people are very comfortable to talk about mental health. So, you know, can you imagine what it's like for a partner to say, and what does your wife do? Oh, she's a psychiatric nurse. Oh, that must be a bit dodgy, mate, must it? <laughs> <laughs> Particularly with somebody who was working in the building trade. Could you imagine it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, we work really, really well together. Yeah, I think that's really, really lovely. And I think yeah. this song is going to be, yeah, this is uh, your, your last song. So would you like to introduce it, Lavinia? This is John Legend with one of the most amazing songs ever. If you haven't heard it, listen to it now. What would I do without your smart mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out. You've got my head spinning. No kidding. Can't pin you down What's going on in that beautiful mind I'm on your magical mystery ride And I'm so dizzy Don't know what hit me But I'll be alright My head's underwater But I'm breathing fine Cause all of me loves all of you Love your curves and all your edges All your perfect imperfections Give your all to me I give my all to you You're my end and my beginning Even when I lose, I'm winning Cause I give you all of me And you give me all of you Oh, How many times do I have to tell you Even when you're crying, you're beautiful too The world is beating you down I'm around through every mood You're my downfall, you're my muse My worst distraction, my rhythm and blues I can't stop singing, it's ringing in my head for you My head's underwater, but I'm breathing you're crazy and I'm out of my mind Cause all of me loves all of you Love your curves and all your edges All your perfect imperfections Give your to me Even when I 
Beautiful song there by John Legend. Legend there. Uh, I, I nearly said it, didn't I? Legend. No, John Legend, and uh, that was from uh, Lavinia's Choice there, and it sort of sums up um, the loving sort of friendship that she has with uh, Johnny, and uh, yeah, it sums up really well, Lavinia. It's a, lo- a lovely track. Mm, yes, I thought so too. So then, and that's sort of like uh, the last uh, track that Lavinia's. Uh, got uh, for us today and i must admit lavinia uh, i've just got to say it's uh, just a huge thank you Aww. for being on the show today you know thank um, you so much for having me oh honestly i mean you gave your, your precious time to chat with us and i know you're extremely extremely busy it's been an absolute pleasure i really mean that to have you on the show and uh, i'm really grateful personally <laughs> and i'm sure many others are too for your professional care and your dedication to mental health yes thank you very much mike that's okay you're welcome and uh, a real ambassador there yeah and it's an absolute pleasure <laughs> and uh yeah when you do leave have a very safe journey back to gunners lake yeah and say hello to johnny for us and he's got a good taste in music johnny you yeah. really have if you're listening in and anytime johnny you want to you know do a little playlist perhaps <laughs> just send it in and, and lavinia can give some commentary as well <laughs> so yeah it's been lovely so what we do is now, uh, looking at the time, uh, I'll return back to uh, my Pick and Mix show. So we'll, uh, we'll close the show here now with Lavinia. And Lavinia, would like to say uh, goodbye yourself to your family and everybody? Just to say thank you for those of you who've listened to me. It's been a lovely first experience. It's great when it's somebody you know. <laughs> um, I think I'd have been far more nervous. But yes, just thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you very much for coming here as well, and thank you for being my first interviewee. I will not forget this in a long, long time, Lavinia. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And goodbye. Thank you. Okay, so we're going back to my Pick and Mix show, and we'll start the show with how Thunderbird 2 likes to start the show with a little bit of Thunderbird 2 again. Here we go. Stand by for action.
go that there was a hit by uh, the sweet from 1978 there and that was love is like oxygen and before that you had hero by afro jack and david getter that's a 2021 song featuring a song stress called lux tides yeah okay so we're gonna do um our little answers now to our tracks bits and pieces so are you ready did you get your pen and paper and did you have all ten of them. Oh, and Steve is just leaving the studio. Okay, he's pulling funny faces at me. Yeah, and uh, no, he always looks like that. Oh, oh, sorry. Yep. So he's just leaving the building now. So Steve Medling has left the building. Just about. It's not even Elvis. Ah, oh, that's not Elvis. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Okay, so what I do is now I'm going to read out the answers to you. So stand by and see if you got these. Remember, they're all Madonna. And here we go. Things haven't been the same since you came Secret. to my life. You found a way to touch my soul, and I'm never, ever, ever gonna let it go. You must know this one. It's like, an angel like a prayer. I have no choice, I hear you. 
think of that film? Groovy baby. Beautiful stranger. Do you gamble? Gambler. There was a Disney film. Frozen. Are you many, many girls like this? Material girl. This is Borderline. Picked to number 56 on its first chart visit. For making number two on re-entry. January 1986. Right, you can tell me because this is Don't Tell Me. Something we all need to do cherish. To the last track, something I try to avoid. Papa, don't preach. Master makes bits and pieces. So there you go. How many did you get out of that 10? I got them all. (laughs) Yeah, well, then I have got them written in front of me after all. But yeah, that was bits and pieces this week. And next week, it'll be the same again. I'll have different tracks for you to try and guess. The Falklands thing I usually do on this show on a Saturday. Uh, Well, running out of time a bit now, so I'm going to probably leave that. And I'll do it again next Saturday. And I'll start that again. In the meantime, let's have some music, shall we? How do you fancy living on the ceiling?
Yeah, that was a very uh, chilling tune there by Electric Touch. Uh, it's called Electric Touch by Arizona. And uh, it was my son, actually, Aaron. I uh, played that one for him because he recommended this tune to me. He's like, Dad, you ought to play this one. It's one of those really chilling out records, yeah? And, of course, you know, being a, the dad I am, down with the kids, yeah, I know it's a chilling record. I'm down up with you know, chilling. And before that, you had Living on the Ceiling by Blamonge. There's an old hit from uh, ooh, back in the early 80s. That one was Blamonge. 
Great track. Always reminds me of going to nightclubs and having a bit of bop back in 1982 when I was a young man. Yeah. Where did the time go? Hmm. Got to remember, though, that everything counts. Oh, yeah. 
Legends day and night We die one what I purify Every moment is an adventure With every breath we take we feel alive Uh, that was uh, Fly Above from Mamat Oman. Yeah, how about that for a song? Before that, you had Breathe Again by Tony Braxton. And my show's coming to an end. Yes, it has. And uh, what a show it's been. Oh, yes. Really, Drake's Island disc there with uh, lovely Lavinia. What, a sh- what, a, what an interview. She was lovely to talk to. And uh, some nice music. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be back next Saturday uh, with my usual uh, pick and mix show. Uh, again, we'll go with the Time Tunnel, Giants of Rock, and this time uh, I'll bring back the Falklands as well. So uh, I'm going to play you out with the a, a, a last track now. Um, goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your questions and thank you for your requests. Have an absolutely fantastic weekend. I do believe the sun is staying with us. So get out there, get barbecuing, have a great time. Let your hair down. Hey, we all deserve it. We've been through a heck of a lot this past year and a bit, haven't we? So roll on the good times and it's a goodbye for me. Ta-da and take care.
what you say is the undisputed truth. But I have to have things my own way to keep me in my youth. Like a ship without an anchor, like a slave without a chain, just a thought of those little ladies as I chip out through my veins. Just as well. You can laugh at my behavior. 